When my kids were little, people recommended a lot of parenting books to us. We had recently moved to the area and didn't have much of a support system yet, and life was really hard. There were so many of these impossible moments when one of us would be upset and we couldn't figure out what was wrong. And if we did, we didn't know how to fix it. A lot of these books only made me feel worse. I tried all the ideas they offered, and here we still were, mired in overwhelm. But one of them, though, did become a touchstone for its pragmatic, easy to incorporate, and creative ways to engage each other. It is now a somewhat dated book called How to Talk So Kids Will Listen and Listen So Kids Will Talk. Any of you have heard of this book? It had all these little cartoons in it that showed ways that a parent or caregiver could reframe difficult moments that encouraged better dialogue and cooperation. Some of these were like magic. In fact, I found myself using them at work meetings with friends and even my husband. One of the strategies we loved was called give a child their wish in fantasy. So it would go something like this. Someone would want something impossible, say like ice cream in January from the ice cream shop down the road that was closed until March. All kinds of frustration would ensue. Things would begin to get overwhelming, but then drawing on this strategy, we'd say something like, well, if the shop was open, I'd get an ice cream cone with 10 scoops and share it with all our friends. They would stop for a moment, picturing this, and then they'd say, I'd get a bowl of ice cream with so much ice cream, it would fill a whole swimming pool. I'd get enough to fill a whole ocean. I'd ride ice cream waves, and so on. And before we knew it, the desire for actual ice cream was replaced with a world full of ice cream waves where there was enough for everyone, always. This month's worship theme is the way of imagination, and I can't help but remember back to this silly game we used to play. With businesses closed, some never coming back, limitations on our movement, supply chain disruptions, restrictions everywhere we turn, I can appreciate the way it felt for my five-year-old kids so many years ago. But I also remember how easily, lightly, and creatively they were able to imagine their way through impasse how rich and connective those moments were when we, frazzled and overwhelmed, found our way back to each other through our imaginations. Now, I don't mean to reduce or compare our current moment to a desire for ice cream, but it makes me reflect on the power of imagination and offers maybe an invitation to a practice that sometimes feels too simple a response to the intractable challenges we still face, but may just be 
the something that is missing in ourselves and wider world. As we explored last month, our current moment has made us all feel vulnerable in so many new and different ways. It brought us to the brink over and over again and opened us up to realities that we are still learning how to hold. And things still feel cautious. At times, they feel impossible. The way forward is hard to recognize and see, and we're so very tired. COVID hit a pause button, and as we ease up on it, it seems like there is a collective call in the air to bring some intention and thought to how we return. But at least for me, I have grown a bit weary from hoping alone, hoping things will get better, hoping our recovery will hold, hoping our world starts to find solutions to the larger social challenges we face. This hope at times has been hard to access and sometimes feels too light a response. And as we continue this great emergence, I wonder if imagination might be a better posture. Imagination asks us to dig in. It asks us to see into the future, something not yet there. It asks us to play, and through that play, create the world as it could be. And I don't know, there is something in this call that feels sacred that quickens my heart and helps me to see pathways forward just beyond the limits. And in this time and place, that feels radical, prophetic even. John Paul Lederach, one of the world's foremost experts on peace building and reconciliation, in his book, The Moral Imagination, suggests that what he calls the wellspring, the source that gives life, lies in our moral imagination, or, quote, the capacity to imagine something rooted in the challenges of the real world, yet capable of giving birth to that which does not yet exist. In this way, he explores the function of the artist, to respond to some of the largest global challenges we face. He asks the question, what would happen if leaders of national and global politics invoked the artist? Too often, he says, artists are called at celebrations or when a world leader's decision needs to be blessed, but rarely, if ever, when faced with large-scale life-and-death issues do leaders invite artists, from musicians and poets to painters, filmmakers, and playwrights, to respond imaginatively from within their disciplines to the challenges they face. I can't help but think here about youth poet laureate Amanda Gorman who stood up at the inauguration this last January and delivered a most powerful and prophetic expression of moral imagination. Her poem didn't just commemorate an event, honor a person, or even a country. 
It spoke to our tired and exhausted world as it was and asked us to imagine beyond it. She said, the new dawn blooms as we free it, for there is always light, if only we're brave enough to see it, if only we're brave enough to be it. From this poet, this artist, we were asked to be brave enough to be artists ourselves, to create the world we so achingly desire to be made real. And in here is also an invitation to reimagine and expand our notion of what being an artist even means. It involves what we traditionally think of as the creative arts, the musicians, poets, playwrights, and filmmakers, yes. But I think it also holds space for the ways that we all create the world. Creation is continually coming into being, and imagination is its vehicle. The closer we engage with the creative practice of imagination, the closer we get to the holy, the wellspring, the source of all life, and to a world that hopes through imagining. And this requires all of us. We are participants in creation. It wasn't just something that happened eons ago during the Big Bang or the book of Genesis. With every story we tell, every song we sing, every breath we take, we imbue this world with possibility. We are all artists. Imagination is a creative act. At its heart, maybe it is the foundational creative act. It is born out of impasse when the promise of another way is precarious and uncertain. Imagination comes in to fill the space, reaches out its tendrils of possibility, and creates oceans of ice cream and rivers that flow to, as Adrienne Marie Brown says, to the edge of our ability to dream. But the way of imagination doesn't just help us imagine the world as we want it to be. It also helps us to see the world as it is, rooted in the challenges we face. And for those of us who experience some level of social privilege, it helps us to see and believe that the world may be, in fact, what it is. The first step here, then, might be that sacred pause when we bear witness to the impossibility of a moment step up to that edge, and then dream beyond it. Physicist Chiara Marletto, in her recent book, The Science of Can and Can't, points out that scientific breakthroughs require imagination and a practice of pushing through defeat, contradictions, and failures, unconstrained, by notions of what or how something should work out. In the spirit of the fantasy game that we played with the girls, she writes, declaring something impossible leads to more possibility. Declaring something impossible 
leads to more possibility. And here is where I think hope and imagination can be friendly companions, where hope steps aside and we root ourselves in the unvarnished reality of the impossible challenges we are living through. Imagination comes in to offer a way forward that allows us to hope anew. I remember this moment early in the pandemic. It was probably April or May, and a dear friend of mine came by our house on a bike ride. We stood probably 20 feet apart with masks on outside, straining to hear each other in the eerie quiet of those early days. She told me this story that she has given her blessing for me to recount here. It has stuck with me and become a real touchstone over this last year. She had taken a walk a few days prior in the rain, and all along the road were puddles of pooled water blocked up by leaves, sticks, and stopped storm drains. So much like our lives at that time, and even now still. But she paused for a moment to look at them and noticed that despite her original assessment that they were puddles, contained and immovable by surface tension, she could see beautiful rivulets of water swirling in and out of them in the places where a small opening, an edge breached, a possibility of movement beckoned. In fact, the longer she paused and looked, she noticed that they were full of them, tiny streams dancing and singing their watery song, reimagining the landscape of the forest floor amidst seeming impossibility, and bringing hope back into the heart of two friends. Declaring something impossible leads to more possibility. It leads to breakthroughs and new formations and paints the world anew. And like we found playing that fantasy game, it also leads us back to each other. This leg of our journey through and to our current moment still feels weary. We are gathered back here in this sanctuary, but things are different. They don't always feel the same. We are still held back by precautions and restraints. Not all of us are here in the same ways. There is that puddled up surface tension from how we have had to gather, grieve, lose, and live together in community. And yet I wonder how imagination might speak to us here and now. What is beyond the edge of what we think is possible? I was talking this past week with Bo about the work that he and others have done here this, in the past to start an arts ministry. Apparently this has been circling around for a while and the board has taken it up as a focus for this church year. In our conversation about the arts, Bo used words to describe what an arts ministry could offer this space. Words like soul-saving, creating spirit and letting spirit create us, waking up.
This is a moment that invites us to pause and then participate in creation, to be the artists of this congregation and to do this together. How might we reimagine our ministry spaces here at UUCH? Where and how might the artist show up? Who is the artist? How might we imbue our gatherings, our programs, small group ministries, worship, social justice, committee meetings even, with practices of creation? postures of imagination where we can all take turns being the artist. I hope you will let us know what comes to your mind. So in light of all this, the imagination game we played with the kids so long ago doesn't seem so silly. It was flexing our muscles. It was inviting practices of creation, witnessing to the world as it was, while also playing with the world as it could be. And it was doing it together. So let us invoke the artist. Let us be brave enough to be the artists of our world. Let us prepare the way. Our closed doors leading to oceans of sustenance, riding the waves of milky sweet possibility to crash on the shore of a new day. Let us invite hope to come alongside us as a comforting friend as we strain together out to the limits, the edges of our dreams, those points where we may just fall off but don't, held in the gentle crook of each other's imagining arms. The edge, that rich, vibrant place of birth, like a child's game, an artist's song, a poet's call to a broken world on a cold January morning. In the coming weeks, as we explore this notion of imagination, may we see places along the road where water breaks through the surface tension. May we feel that creating spirit creating us. Notice where impossibility makes way for possibility, where the world opens up like some great song that we can't help but sing, can't help but create, are forever and endlessly imagining anew. Amen. <laughs>